0: Live it, experience it, and believe it. But what do people believe? What do people experience? And what do people live? Now, the psalmist David, in just six verses in Psalm 13, brings us, in verses 1 to 2, depths of despair. He brings us from 3 to 4, journeying through paths of prayer And in five and six, he reaches the pinnacles of praise. And it's my prayer today that we will take God's word and we'll ask the Lord to help us in our daily lives to walk with him. Psalm 13 is known as a howling prayer. How many of us have been in that place where we have been howling out to the Lord, we've been calling out to God in prayer? Maybe some of you this morning feel like giving up. How long, Lord, David says. How long, Lord? How long, Lord? And for the fourth time, David cries out, How long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? Where is God in all that's going on at the moment? Has, forgot, has God forgotten me Has he really forgotten me? We sometimes wrestle with our thoughts daily and there's a huge amount of loneliness. When I meet people, sometimes they say, I'm lonely. No one has even taken an interest in me. I heard one member of the church say to me sometime, well, you're the first person to have asked me how I am today. Can I encourage you as a church and can I encourage you individually to take an interest in the lonely? David says, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? Many of us walk through life with a lot of loss, with a lot of grief in our hearts and our minds. And also, some of us say, how long will my enemy triumph over me? Such and such is getting away with such and such. What's he or she doing? It's not fair. There are injustices. What steps, what little steps can you make to bring about fairness and justice in this world? It's a challenge. I don't want anybody here to go out of this service today saying, I felt lonely and no one talked to me. I want to encourage you as a church to be a people of prayer, but a people who are thoughtful for one another. I want you to encourage one another. I love the message when it says in Psalm 147, God heals the brokenhearted and the bandages and their wounds. Isn't that lovely? The psalmist says... I praise because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. I want to encourage you this morning to be a people who might be going through the depths of despair, but to call out to a God who loves you, who wants to heal you, and wants you to know that he loves you this morning. We're going on to look at verses 3 to 4. The culture says, I'm experiencing it. What about journeys through the paths of prayer? David calls out, look on me and answer, Lord my God, Yahweh, a covenant-keeping God. He is a faithful, loving, just God. And David says, give me light to my eyes, or I will sleep in the death of my enemy. Will I say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall? Our lives can be a life of prayer. You've all shared Jesus with one another today. The psalmist says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. After the service, we're going to have a time of ministry and prayer. And at the, right at the very end of the service, it'll be lovely if some of you, if you wanted to, to come forward for prayer. Maybe this morning you're just saying, Lord, this morning I want to come closer to you. I want a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to... Be quiet and be still. And I would encourage us at the end, we have coffee and tea served at the back. So if you could just quietly leave uh, the service at the very, very end after the blessing. And then it will just mean that the people, the musicians could be playing. And if you feel you'd like to come forward for prayer, then it's an open invitation to all. If you all come forward, that would be fantastic. Uh, But I'm just saying, sometimes we just need to do God's business. And it would be lovely if you just felt Carola and Liz will be at the front and more than willing to pray with you. But how about applying God's word to our lives? Can we really pray unceasingly? I began the year, I think it was on the 6th of January, it seems a long way away, but I challenged the church to be learning from the Bible. I said, are you a verse Christian? Are you a chapter Christian or are you a book Christian? Now, I'm not asking you to put your hands up today okay, to say, well, I've moved from a verse to a chapter, but that still remains the same for all of us to trust God's word, to live it out through faith and love for him. How is it with you in your daily Bible reading? How is it with you and your prayer life? Can we say the Lord's Prayer each day? When you wake up, I am guilty of actually sometimes waking up and turning to my iPad before the Bible. And so now I'm trying to work really hard at that and trying to make sure that the iPad is either on the chest of drawers or in um, the box at the end of the room. Oh, by the way, having moved, that's not correct as of now. Okay, so just like as we've got boxes all over the place. However, we need to experience God's love. Working towards verses five and six, I read recently that in our lives, we have monuments of grief and joy. And I would like to introduce a third element. I personally think that church should be fun. I really do. And you might say, well, just a minute. Ian. of course, church is fun, but it should be fun. We should have a minister of funness. You know, um, and yeah, you're laughing. But in actual fact, Ren Collective have literally just brought out a CD, and one of their songs for kids is entitled Fun. You should actually go and look at the YouTube clip. I don't get any advertising revenue for broadcasting Ren Collective kids. But I tell you, it's absolutely brilliant. Ren Collective kids, all right? Look it up, okay, and there's a song called Fun. If you don't laugh, I can't give you a refund to not make any promises. Okay, but you know, it should be fun. We should have a laugh together in the church. But Paul says to us May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Verses 5 to 6, the culture is saying, believe it. But what I am introducing you to is to God's unfailing love. But to trust in him. My heart rejoices in your salvation. What salvation, Ian? I've heard that word many times. Other people say that word. It is simply trusting in Christ as your Lord and your Saviour. And taking that good news and passing it on to someone else. But saying, Lord, I'm just a sinner. We're all sinners this morning. We've only been saved by the grace of God. And do you know what? There's no greater gift that we can receive. And that is Jesus. Um, As some of you know, we're moving on Tuesday. Um, and I hope I won't offend some of the members of the church when I, when I actually say this, but it really has been hilarious because um, some of you will know that uh, Ben and Grace um, uh, have moved on to Union Church and we were at their induction service the other day. It was beautiful. Um, and we gave them, okay, um, I think it was a bed, a sideboard, and what else was it? Uh, something else. A chest of drawers, okay. Well, in walks Ben, he says, nah, I won't that. And then, and then Grace walks in and says, well, yeah, we'll have the lot. I said, well, of course, yeah, get the blessing, have it, it's a gift. And we went to see it installed, and then Ben, bless him, said, Ian, his own way, says, Ian says, thank you so much for that gift. Um, The other day, um, we gave uh, some logs that we've been burning. I'll rephrase that. (laughs) I know, you sorry lot are so good at English, aren't you? So, okay, we had some logs, okay, outside the house, which we've been burning, okay, on the fire in the manse. Clear? Okay, so we had some leftover logs, okay. So we said to this couple, we said, look, we want to give it to you as a gift. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to pay for it. And this other person I know is in the congregation, so he'll kill me afterwards. But um, we all want to get rid of this. uh, I say, pass on, find a good home uh, for this uh, three seater settee. And uh, and this person said, Oh, I'll give you something for it. I said, No, it's a gift. You know, anyway, we'll sort something out, but don't worry. He's okay. He'll probably kill me afterwards. But in all seriousness, Jesus Christ, it's a gift. And in the words of Brian Guthrie, bless him, is he here? He's here. In the words of Brian Guthrie, his words, I just wish they would get it. Yeah? It's up to us to receive that free gift of eternal life. Recognising that Jesus Christ has done the work. It's been paid. It's a gift. That's why we can just praise God every single Sunday because of what he has done for us on the cross. How about some application, any and about praise? Just recently, I've been actually personally um, on my mobile device and other, attract- other bits that I've got at home, is I've been making playlists uh, of various songs Um, And uh, Casting Crowns have just brought out a new one, which I won't mention for another day. But Bethel Music have brought out Raise a Hallelujah, and it goes like this. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, up from the ashes hope will arise, death is defeated, the king is alive. We need to praise God wherever we are, whether it's in the home or at work. Wouldn't it be hilarious if in actual fact, someone turned up to work late this week and they said, well, where have you been? Oh, I've been praying in the church. Pardon? I've been praying in the church for our community. I've been praying in the church okay, for Christ to be known in this land. So, pinnacles of praise. I want to just read out a meditation. Some of you may have heard of what's something called the Northumbria Community there's some words written by Frederick Burkner. I can hardly pronounce his name, but there we go. He writes this. He says, listen to your life. See it for the fathomless mystery that it is, in the boredom and the pain of it, no less than in the excitement and the gladness. Touch, taste, smell your way to the holy and the hidden heart of it. Because in the last analysis, all moments are key moments and life itself is grace. Have I got is oh, don't worry. Okay. Um, Derek Kidner says of um, Psalm 13, he says, We climb from the depths to the vantage point through paths of prayer. Do you have a picture of the mountain? There we go. Can we just put the last slide up as well, please? I began to to say at the beginning people are living it, people are experiencing it, and people are believing it. But I just want to leave you with this message this morning. There's no better place than we can be found living for Him. For Jesus, we can experience him and we can believe in him. In his amazing grace, he has brought us to that place. And some of you may say, like Diane started to say this morning, when she talked about her Sunday school teacher, about taking that first step. This morning, for some of you this morning, it might be saying, Lord, I want a closer encounter with you. It could be, Lord, I just am feeling alone. I'm just feeling I'm just want to give up. Or some of you might be just saying, for the first time, I want to trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Saviour. What does that mean? It means accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Saviour, and trusting in Him for your future and the plans that He has for you. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for moments in our lives.